0: So apparently, I'm so tired that I forgot to plug in my microphone. So what you're about to hear is me talking into a microphone that's not actually active, but my computer is picking up the sound. So at least the computer, at least there's a backup microphone going, but if you're wondering why the sound quality is a little bit different in this episode, it's because of my error. And I do apologize. But with that being said... A good episode, sound quality, a little rough, but enjoy, nonetheless. Oh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? I do realise that this podcast has been a little bit scattered over the last week with its release times, but hopefully we can start to get back into a little bit more of the regular scheduled programming, if not, or if i have to change the release dates or what what dates i'm trying to what dates i'm putting out the episodes is what i'm trying to say what what days of the week <laughs> i'm putting out these episodes is what i'm trying to say then you will be the first to know you loyal subscribers you okay well it's monday it is monday the something of august it's the end of august it's the 29th of august and today i'd like to look at a little bit of the disinformation project in new zealand yes things are a lot more disturbing than I originally thought, and they were pretty disturbing over here in the first place. Uh, But before I jump into that, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast. Commentary, comedy, and conversation. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment. Okay. What is this disinformation project in... Who the heck is Kate Hanna? Well, let's go into that, because Chantelle Baker, who has been, had her name dragged through the mainstream media, is part of this quote-unquote disinformation movement that is going on, and she's the, I guess you'd call an independent uh, journalist, and she goes around talking to people, and she's got her own kind of brand developing. But she went to one of... Kate Hanna's talks and I might play a little bit of that towards the end of the episode because it's quite an interesting reaction from Kate but the so the disinformation project which is the disinfoproject.org for anybody who wants to go and have a look at this it is studying information disorder ecologies about us the disinformation project is an independent research group studying misinformation and disinformation in uh, New Zealand, they they add the Aotearoa New Zealand, but as we know, it's New Zealand, and adding Aotearoa New Zealand is not actually the name of the country. Now, just by saying this, there's a bunch of people out there that if you, if you say that sort of thing, will immediately accuse you of being far right. That's how crazy the country has become. So I'm just going to say New Zealand, and if I stutter a bit on the name, you know why, it's because they've added in Aotearoa. Okay, so, now, this is interesting. So, the disinformation project, since February 2020, we have used mixed methods approaches to analyse and review the seed and spread of information disorders and their impact on the lives of New Zealanders. I've noticed they don't say impact on the lives of Aotearoans. It's probably some kind of ridiculous term. Hopefully it's not racist. I'm not trying to be racist. It was just a joke. New Zealand... Because I know jokes at some point are going to be banned. So for the future algorithm, for the retroactive crime board, I'm just putting that there. It's a joke, even if it's a bad one. Who cares? So, let's just repeat that. That is a very important date. Since February 2020. So just before the pandemic. The disinformation project started. That seems... Pfft, What's this side? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. You know that song? I shouldn't sing too much of it because then you'll get flagged for copyright. I'm that accurate with my singing and and the tunes that I copy on here that it will get flagged, so I'll just leave it there. But February 2020 is when this started. Come on. I mean, red flags everywhere with that date. That that one... uh, When I read that, I I did have a bit of a lull. Anyway, they say, our grounded research makes use of mixed methods, combining open source and quantitative data from a range of social media platforms. Yep, so we're being monitored, uh, as we know. Cross-pollination patterns, super-spreader signatures, semantic study, and the qualitative analysis data, including discourse shifts over time. Our approach to information disorders it's a great name, isn't it? (laughs) Our approach to information disorders provides unique perspectives into misinformation and disinformation's establishment, entrenchment and expansion in New Zealand. Did they study mainstream media? No. Did they study any of the big pharma stuff? No, 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 no. It's people like you and I on social media asking questions. Now, they also say they produce publicly available research, so this is probably going to be a website that I save for future reference to see what's going to be coming out in the media, because they also have media commentary and resourcing for civil society seeking to respond to information disorders and growing offline consequences in their communities. So anybody, I guess, that can sign on to these resources or use these resources maybe even a country maybe even a prime minister can be listening to these types of groups and people now here's something (laughs) The, the about us continues new zealand is experiencing an infodemic where the Voldemort virus pandemic furthered the spread of misinformation and disinformation impacting social cohesion and over the longer term the country's democratic fabric, and electoral integrity. What? So so the pandemic furthered the spread of misinformation and disinformation, impacting social cohesion, because people didn't go along with the narrative, which is what I've been saying for two freaking years. This is exactly what it is. It's just, it's collectivism, it's socialism, not in a very good disguise. All you have to do is open your eyes, and I didn't mean for any of that to rhyme. I've been doing that a lot lately. It's kind of strange. Maybe I should go get checked out or something. Um, but also, electoral integrity because of misinformation, disinformation, or again, to treat us like morons, like idiots that can't think, like these are our superiors, these are our betters, and we should listen to them about everything. It's the whole, we are your one source of truth comment from the government, from Jacinda Ardern directly from about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I mean, that's straight out of, that could be something Stalin said, Mao said, whatever the, these tyrannical dictators of the past said. It's the same crap over and over again. How can you say those words seriously and then, oh, yeah, I'll just go along with the government you yeah. I'll just, this shocking amount of people have just got along with everything. Whatever the official narrative is, there's been no questions. No, they would never lie. They would never lie to us or mislead. Not at all. Ugh, absolute garbage. And it's kind of funny because the the country's democratic fabric. is well, isn't democracy about questioning and having different views and and talking, or you've got to try and shut that sort of thing down because you deem it misinformation because it goes against i don't know the united nations or the world health organization or the wef or who now speaking of these groups if you click on in this about section where it says new zealand is experiencing an infodemic if you click on infodemic there's a hyperlink where does the hyperlink go to infodemic the world health organization oh what a freaking coincidence According to the World Health Organization, an infodemic is too much information including false or misleading information in digital and physical environments during a disease outbreak. It causes confusion and risk-taking behaviours that can harm health. It also leads to mistrust in health authorities and undermines the public health response. An infodemic can intensify or lengthen outbreaks when people are unsure about what they need to do to protect their health and the health of people around them. And that's why when you get up there in front of everybody particularly Ardern and our, our Voldemort virus, uh, what we call it, response team or media team that are up there every single day. And you just brush off the claims of what you quote as misinformation people or disinformation people or conspiracy theories or conspiracy theorists, I should say. And you can't, it's particularly doctors and scientists, people like Robert Malone and Sukar Bhakti, and a bunch of others that come out questioning certain medicines. I've got to be a little bit careful with my language here. And instead of addressing those concerns and maybe having some sort of public debate or conversation about this, you label it all as conspiracy, put little flag notices on social media. No, no, if you want the real information, go here. We're going to shadow ban these social media companies anyway. Shadow ban certain accounts if you're sharing too much of the anti-government narrative. Instead of all that, you shut down conversation and you think that that's helping with the so-called infodemic. Where are people supposed to go? What are they going to listen to? And when you find good People, well meaning people who are questioning all of this and governments and big organisations like the UN and WHO, etc., aren't responding to those things. And I'm talking thousands of doctors here, I'm not just talking a bunch of crazy people. They're not a bunch of crazy people, these are actual scientists and doctors questioning all of this from the beginning and were warning that you cannot mass medicate into a pandemic. There will be severe consequences and from a medicine that has not gone through its trials, and we know this. Even the the particular company, that I won't say, unblinded a particular trial after a certain few months, and so that's completely irrelevant. In fact, there are some conspiracy theories out there that the desperate push to jab absolutely everybody is so there will no longer be a control group, which is an interesting hypothesis Although probably not true, I'm just throwing it out there. You see, in a functioning democracy, we can question these things and then you can push back on. We can look at the information together and then sort of think, okay. And the fact of the matter is, is that pushing a medicine on everybody under threat of basically losing your life. And when I say life, I mean losing your job, your ability to earn possibly your home, your kid, maybe your kids are kicked out of school, whatever it is, and forcing everyone into masks and social distance and to use the hand sanitizers and scan in. It's tyrant territory again. We know it is. And instead of looking at that, instead of the majority of the population going, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to force this on anybody. And and then the the excuse is, well, we didn't force it on you. You had the choice. A lot of people didn't have the choice here. That was, you you forced them between a rock and a hard place. There's a lot of people out there that got it that didn't want it. And there's people still getting fired today. And there's people in this country, in New Zealand, that aren't getting their jobs back, even though we have desperate shortages pretty much in every sector in this country. So isn't it that interesting that, that the Disinfo project goes straight to the World Health Organization? All these things are all intertwined. If you can take a step back and look at look at the big picture. Now, I'll go back to the Disinfo project. Now, I'll just finish off that last part. It says, um, after the whole, it undermines electoral integrity, it goes on to say, we help social media companies, journalists, academia, policy makers and civil society to identify, understand, and unpack, and meaningfully respond to information disorders. So you will be the information police and funnel what we need to know to us. I'm sure that's working out beautifully. Now let's see the Our People section. As I've already mentioned, Kate Hanna, the director. Kate is a cultural historian of science and technology who works within and across cultural history critical science and technology studies and public understanding of science and technology. That's a, that's a mouthful, Kate. Uh, Kate Hanna has extensive experience in research translation, strategic communications, policy development, and community engagement. Her research interests include, here we go, folks, gender, race, eugenics, colonization, and white supremacy in history. And no, I'm not making any of that up. <laughs> it's, the, it's the who's who of the woke brigade. I'm surprised this lady is not the queen of New Zealand. Hannah is one of... Kate Hannah. Is, it's it's awkward when you've got two first names. as your your name. You know, your last name's also a first name. Last name, first name. Yeah. Uh, so Kate Hannah, or as they say, Hannah, is one of two New Zealand representatives... On the GPAI's Responsible AI Working Group. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, our AIs are going to be social justice warriors, which is what people have been warning about for years. It's the the GPAI is the Global Partnership on Artificial Intelligence. It is a multi stakeholder initiative which aims to bridge the gap between theory and practice on AI by supporting cutting edge research and applied activities on AI-related priorities. Uh, again, to foster international cooperation that currently launched in June 2020. So the disinfo was February 2020. This is June 2020. Uh, this has developed and currently has 25 member nations, including uh, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, the Netherlands, United States, the European Union as a whole, um, Brazil, France, all these types of, I'm not sure why they put, I guess the EU, but wouldn't you just say the EU instead of listing all the European nations there? I guess they have to make themselves look a little bit more legitimate, is probably the word, by having, oh, look, look how many people signed up, look how many countries are on board, they're on board with it, you should be on board too. Anyway, so Kate Hannah's part of that board, or representative. Sorry, she's a part of the uh, one of two New Zealand representatives to that group of AI. That's horrifying. Uh, she's also so the director of the Disinformation Project, a principal investigator with Te Puna Ha I have no idea what that is, and a PhD candidate at the Centre for Science and Society at Victoria University of Wellington. The woke center of New Zealand. Uh, Kate Hannah has led the disinformation project since its since it sits since its inception in early twenty twenty. She provides rich and critical insight to the disinformation project, ensuring our work is reflective of the communities we serve. Unless you're against the government mandates and the forcing of medicines and restrictions and shutting down businesses, that's she's probably not really representing representing those types of people. By the way, I'm just gonna add in here because I had a thought. Now, reading all this out, this is all publicly available. This is all public knowledge. This is on the website. I'm not releasing anything or saying anything that's not publicly available. Just in case anyone from the Disinfo project comes along and says, oh, look at this. We need to shut this thing down or flag this, this type of account or this podcast. I'm just reading what's on your site and commenting. That's all. not adding anything that's not on there. Uh, Hannah has led the... Okay, I've read that. Um, That's very funny, though, isn't it? She provides rich and critical insight into the (laughs) disinformation. She's just so amazing. Do you understand how amazing she is? Uh, Hannah's interrogation of information disorders... (laughs) The interrogation of information disorders. uh, Her interrogation of information disorders embrace how New Zealand's communities have differential experiences of past pandemics different measures of health and well-being, and different experiences of state services and state intervention. Are you going to judge this on what? Race, colour of skin, gender, or the individual? What? Is it just certain cultures with different ideas about things? What is it? Uh, She recognises that the pandemic and infodemic are also taking place within different nation-states with different political systems, worldviews, and approaches to healthcare and the role of government. Inspiring the work at the creation of the Disinformation Project, she identified how vulnerable virus disinformation is linked to online or physical harm, dissenting or fringe views related to a number of conspiratorial narratives, and hateful or violent expression. There you go, they're just going to. Again, anybody questioning this type of thing is going to be kind of associated with this, with a radical movement they have to anyone not going along with the collective and doing it for the good of all while well, you're a selfish selfish bastard and probably a far-right neo-nazi now you're not just an individual uh individual thinking human being who's asking questions and not having those questions answered by the so-called powers that be the authority figures now, guiding her work are questions around how disinformation narratives targeting and radicalizing people in new zealand and internationally How information disorders relate to narratives and tropes of, okay, (laughs) I don't even, I'm lost for words how this is reality. Listen to, this is madness. Again, it's just repeating what she's interested in, but. See, guiding her work are questions around how disinformation narratives targeting and radicalizing people in New Zealand and internationally and how information disorders relate to narratives and tropes of white supremacy, racism, and extreme misogyny. The role of media and the impact of infodemic on social cohesion. is very poorly written, that last part. And the impact of the infodemic on social cohesion, tolerance, and democracy. Now, what's interesting is, obviously, we have we have a lot of female leads here. They're on, they've been forced onto sports boards particularly because you have to have a 40% quota in New Zealand. Oh, yes, we have quotas over here, gender quotas, and going down the racial quota side too. All fun and games. And now we have a lot of female leaders, and obviously the Prime Minister is a female. For a lot of people questioning that or being bold enough to assert your position and calling out the bullshit would be considered misogynistic because, no, no, you've got to be quiet now, especially if you're a straight, white male who's a Christian. That's the worst of the worst. You've had your time in the, in the sun, and uh, step back. Stop questioning. For some people, that is the case, that that would be considered misogyny if you come out and start questioning. Well, what gives you the authority to, to question our great, glorious leader? You're a man. She's a woman. For some people, I'm not saying it's Kate at all. I'm saying for some people... Just doing that is considered misogyny. Okay, I'll run through a couple of these other people that are on the disinformation or the disinfo project. Uh, I'm not going to be able to say your name properly, sir. Uh, Sanyana Hatutua, if that's wrong. I tried my best. A TED, was it TED talk? I don't know. A, a TED Rotary World Peace and Ashoko Fellow, Dr. Sanyana I'm just going to say your first name, Doctorial doctoral research at the University of Otago, examined the intersection of social media, political communication, propaganda, and information disorders in Sri Lanka. Uh, he also did research on the Christchurch massacre, and that was based on New Zealand's first ever data for good grant by Twitter. Okay, scrolling on to the next person, Kaylee Taylor, she's a researcher. Uh, and writer with a background in social history. She's worked with the Disinformation Project since 2021, so a reasonably new cr- uh, recruit. Uh, her... Oh, no. Oh. I was, I, was, I was thinking that was a spelling mistake. It says, Their master's thesis examined... Is that is that her pronoun? Their master's thesis examined a history of student activism in response to the issue of sexual violence in, on university campuses in New Zealand from 1980 to 2020 using archival materials, oral history interviews, and policy analysis. Kaylee explored these history shifts and the institutional responses from universities. Uh, Kaylee's work with the Disinformation Project continues these analyses of power, uh, interrogating the way systems of power influence society. So there's just, is there three people? There must be others working on the board here, or not on the board, sorry, there must be other people working with them. Is there just three people? I wonder who the disinformation project is funded by. Let's try and find who they're funded by. But Kaylee on here, I assume they they never say she, they just use their. So I will use assume that she is, do you see how confusing all this is, transgender? I don't know. Right, let's see who they're funded by, if I can find it. Okay, so from what I gather, I don't have a lot of time to delve into this right now, but the disinformation project was brought together by uh, Te Poonaha Matatini, a centre of research excellence hosted by the University of Auckland. We are a team of researchers from diverse academic backgrounds. So a centre of research excellence hosted by the University of Auckland. And then it's got other all the other universities down the bottom. Well, most of the other... Yeah, pretty much every university down the bottom of the page. There you go. Okay, we got there. We got there in the end. So Te Mata Tini, and what did it say? The Auckland University, didn't it? So brought together by... Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Te Mata Tini, a centre of research excellence hosted by the University of Auckland. So they're at the university, using their facilities anyway, I guess, and who are the Tāpuna Hā Matatini Centre for Complex Systems and Networks, the, which translates to the meeting place of many faces? It's a New Zealand research centre that focuses on interpreting data about the environment, economy, and society to inform policy, decision making, and public debate. Funded by the New Zealand government, it is hosted by the University of Auckland and works in partnership with other universities and organisations. They have developed mathematical models within different scenarios and provided data to inform the response of the New Zealand government to the pandemic. So you see how this gets in, how they get, it gets all muddled up by having more and more groups, more and more names of research groups, and then you've got to sort of funnel your way through and figure out where, who's funded by who, how they're associated with that and that and that, and as Kate Hanna, who's the director of the um, disinformation project, sorry, as uh, the director of this disinformation project, again, she's also a principal investigator with Te Poonaha Matitini, with a PhD and a PhD candidate at the Centre for Science and Society at Victoria University of Wellington. So she's directly related. So I'm just... So she's in all these groups. So I did... To pu naha is that a spinner? Is the disinformation project a spinner from that, or what? But again, remember that the disinfo project was started in February two thousand and twenty. Again, awfully convenient timing. Now to finish this off, so I'm gonna I'll look into this, this a little bit more and actually see how it is related and bring it up in a future episode. But just to finish off. Let's look at the title of some of Kate Hannah's articles just to get just to really round off the really complete the picture. And we'll go to the spin-off, which is, in my opinion, New Zealand's most socialist news site that you can possibly have. Uh, where are we? The spin-off. Oh, the spin-off is asking me to donate. Maybe they're struggling a little bit. Now, Kate Hannah on the spin-off, she's a guest writer. And this is some of her titles of her articles. How to talk to loved ones who are medicine hesitant. I, I threw the medicine thing in there. You know, the, the V, the big V. Uh, counting and countering the infodemic. A deep dive into the of virus disinformation. Uh, enough is enough. New Zealand universities need to reckon with rife sexual misconduct. Uh, don't be fooled. Far-right groups have not been silenced. And... Is this pale male stale Royal Society lineup some kind of historical reenactment? So there you go, just some of what's happening uh, with the disinfo. What's happening in New Zealand? A, a disinformation project, New Zealand. How does that make you feel? Make you feel good and safe, like we're on the right path? Because so the reason I brought it up, as I mentioned, Chantel Baker she went to one of Kate Hanna's talks, and Kate Hanna wasn't too happy with her being there Baker Baker's the one that put the disinformation project uh, onto my radar and I thought it really needed to be talked about today and get more people aware that this thing is even in, in existence and what they are pushing and what kind of people that they are and what they believe basically and you can I think I, I painted a pretty, a pretty bold, no? A pretty detailed, oh no? You know, it gave you a nice visual of what is being dealt with. Now, I've just checked out um, Chantal Baker's Instagram page, and apparently there is a leaked Interpol letter that talks about her in it. Now, I won't go into this because I have no idea what my, my legal responsibilities are around this type of thing, these types of leaked letters, but apparently, according to Chantal Baker, this is all I'm saying, according to Chantal Baker, there's a leaked Interpol letter that talks about her in it. Just a woman going around, talking to people, getting share, getting and sharing their experiences experiences online with what's happened over the last two years, and she talks and discusses the news and things like that, so she's basically an independent journalist type of person, or news personality I guess she calls herself. That's just not on anymore in this world that we're in, in the West. You can't have people like her going against the mainstream media and As we know, they're all tied up together with government and government funding, that kind of thing, and going against big pharma, and anybody that gets too big, gets too much of a following, must be taken down and must have their name smeared through the media. Now, you've got to realise that New Zealand is a smaller country um, population-wise, that New Zealand is a smaller country population-wise compared to a lot of other places. We have a little over 5 million people, so anybody who gets their name out into the mainstream media, the media can... Smear them quite well, but there is just—I do—I think they've overplayed their hand. Quite frankly, they—they just looking. The media and the government are looking more and more ridiculous. And um, but as I said, there just seems to be a big divide in this country between between going along with the government and. Believing the media there's there are still too many people that just blindly follow what is happening on the news, and that scares me, but anyway I'm going to leave it there for today. I've rambled on long enough that's uh, a sort of a little bit of an intro to the disinformation project. I'll try and get a little bit more details and see how uh, intertwined they are maybe with government policy and things like that over the weeks and months, hopefully not years ahead. I hope the disinformation project disbands and they no longer exist but I'm sure something else will pop up to replace them. Anyway, this has been the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget, no, what do I usually say? Please remember, got be keep it positive, a positive action. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and comment. Your thoughts are always welcome. And I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow.